0: Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast growing tech companies, and I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Hi everyone. It is a very, very special day today. It is August 9th, Monday, and yesterday we had a new moon in Leo, which is really beautiful and all about creative energy, play, expression, putting yourself out there, going after your dreams. That new moon also coincided with the Lion's Gate portal For those of you who haven't heard of the Lionsgate portal before, it happens once a year and is essentially when the sun comes and aligns directly with Sirius, which is a star system. And the result is that it creates this incredible window of several weeks where your dreams become closer to reality. So that culminating with the Leo new moon energy. It's just a really incredible time to put yourself out there, to be crisp and clear about what you want, to be making tangible steps forward in getting that thing that you want, and to see real progress being made in terms of long-term dreams that you've had for a while. So I'm definitely feeling this, Had a great day on Saturday where I went and celebrated Lionsgate a little bit early with a couple of my friends, Tessa and Vanessa. It was really great. We brought some flowers. We drank a bunch of wine. We talked about what we want out of this life and all the learnings and lessons that have been coming to us over the past few weeks. And it was cool because Tessa is an amazing friend of mine now. And we actually met two years ago on the Lionsgate portal, two years ago, because she came into reset when I still had the physical studio and we were having a really amazing three or four hour long healing session, not facilitated by me, facilitated by someone else who had come in, but she joined Us for the Lionsgate portal, she thought it was really amazing. She and I became friends and then we started working together. So she is my creative partner. She does all the beautiful design work that you see on the Reset Instagram and our Reset website. And also she's just become such a soul sister of mine. So the Lionsgate portal has special significance to me. And I really feel it. I woke up every morning last week a little bit early, and I wrote for at least an hour every day. Some days I wrote for three hours, some days I wrote for two, but I managed to get in an hour of writing every single day before I started my actual quote-unquote work work that has to do with coaching people and running my business reset. So it felt amazing, and it felt so in tune with this energy right now. Apologies for my dog barking in the background feel like he was emphasizing what I'm saying, but the energy right now is this idea that there is this incredible tailwind that is blowing you in the direction of your dreams, but you also need to help yourself. So the current is going to be flowing in the direction that you want to go, but you also need to be rowing the boat, putting yourself out there, getting wet, putting the oars in the water, splashing around. So you will be helped as long as you help yourself. So the topic for today is about creating daily magic. It's this idea of how do you get started with cultivating a habit where you're allowing yourself to generate luck, manifestation, and magic through the effort that you're putting in on a daily basis. I'm going to talk a little bit about my process. I'm going to talk a little bit why this is important. But before we dive in, I had a couple of things that I wanted to share with you that have happened recently, been on my mind that I thought might be valuable for you guys to hear about. The first is kind of basic, so I'll just start there. It's the easiest and the simplest. I started doing this thing called seed cycling, and I have been struggling with hormonal acne for so long, basically my entire life, since I was like, 12 years old, and I've tried all sorts of different things for it, changing my dietary habits, cutting gluten out, cutting out dairy, making sure that I'm exfoliating all the time, blah, 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 taking all sorts of antibiotics, topical creams. I was on this thing called spironolactone for a while, which actually messes with your hormones a little bit so that you're creating, I think, less androgen, so you're creating less of the stuff that gives you those breakouts on your chin. And my hormonal acne has been so bad that, you know, sometimes I'll have this a big cyst, like a big pimple cyst that lasts for weeks and it won't go away, and then when it finally goes away, then it'll leave a big scar. So I feel like I'm always concealing my chin because I have persistent, persistent, indefatigable hormonal acne that just cannot seem to leave me alone. And the other day I joined a service called Parsley, which is essentially like a health concierge where you do all sorts of great testing and you have a dedicated health coach as well as a dedicated doctor who work with you over the course of six months to pinpoint what is going on with your body, what to improve, etc. And the health coach, knowing that I've been dealing with the cystic acne, as well as having some challenges with getting pregnant, she said, you know, you should really try seed cycling because it's been known to balance your hormones. And i had heard about it before, but I had never done it because it seemed so silly that simply by eating certain types of seeds during the month that you can completely overhaul your hormones. I always thought that doesn't seem like it could possibly be true. You know, how could some things as benign as seeds actually impact what's going on in your body? But because my parsley health coach suggested that I do it, I decided to do it. And what you do with seed cycling is you eat a blend of two types of seeds. I believe it's flax and pumpkin seeds for the first half of your cycle. So essentially, as soon as you get your period, so day one is the first day of your period, and then you take it for 14 days or until you ovulate, if you're tracking your ovulation. If not, you just do it for 14 days, and then for days 15 through 28, so when you get your next period, then you do the second blend, which I believe is sesame and sunflower seeds. And they're meant to be freshly ground. And I ordered these seeds from a brand called Funkit Wellness, which is kind of a great, hilarious name. I don't know why it's called that, but I did a bunch of research and I found Funkit because I really didn't want to be grinding my own seeds every morning. And all their seeds are organic. They give you the exact amount that you need for each cycle. So you don't have to have all these different types of seeds in your cabinet you can literally just scoop them out and put them into a smoothie or put them in your oatmeal. I personally just eat them with berries and bananas. So I put in a couple tablespoons of seeds, mix in the fruit and eat that as part of my breakfast every morning. And I just love it. It's so delicious. And it really has helped so much. I haven't gotten a single cystic pimple since I started this. And I really do feel like my skin is so much more radiant and plump. I think partly because seeds have such good healthy fats in them. And also seeds have a ton of fiber. So I have been having really healthy bowel movements, especially because my bowel movements have been struggling recently because After the triathlon, I just went on a crazy sugar binge. I think it really impacted my gut biome that I was just eating whatever I wanted, eating things that really don't agree with me. So I'm here to repair it and I'm having a hot gut summer. I'm really working on my gut health and I think it's going really well with seed cycling. It's helping hormonally. So if you are someone who has really extensive PMS symptoms, has struggled with cystic acne, just really feels the hormonal flare up with their cycle, I highly recommend seed cycling. Give it a shot for a couple of cycles. I'll link to the company that I use to buy my seeds in the show notes and let me know if you love it. Let me know how it goes, but I think it's great. And the second thing I wanted to talk about today is actually something that happened to my husband this morning. So I am not involved in this, but It really helped me see the world so differently after he told me this story. So I live in a neighborhood in New York, rather I live on a street in New York in the Lower East Side that happens to have a lot of people who are on drugs and homeless in the neighborhood. And it's mostly a hyper local thing because we're right by a methadone clinic and we also have two very narrow slivers of park where we are. One is kind of this median on Allen Street, where if anyone's familiar with it, it's just this median that runs between um, the two sides of a really busy street, but there happens to be a lot of benches and some greenery on that median, and a lot of homeless people sleep on those benches because Sadly, if you are homeless in New York, there aren't a lot of places that can support you and people have to sleep outdoors. So it's been challenging for me because I'm often walking Grover alone by myself at night and I get approached every time I leave the house for someone who wants money. And that doesn't bother me so much, but I had a really bad experience about two years ago maybe three years ago. Yeah, it was probably three years ago, right before I moved to this neighborhood. I was in Washington Square Park. I was reading the newspaper on a Sunday morning with my dog, Grover, sitting on a bench. And someone who was probably on some sort of very strong drugs, maybe it was meth, maybe it was crack, I'm, I'm not sure, but he was really out of it. He got really paranoid. And from like three or four benches away, he thought that I was staring at him. He thought that I was giving him the evil eye. So he moved over to my bench and he sat down right next to me and he said, why do you have a problem with me? And I was like, I don't have a problem with you. And then he said, I know you have a problem with me. Why do you have a problem with me? And he was really agitated and really paranoid. And then he started to get really aggressive with me. And because I had Grover tied around the bench and I had a newspaper and a bagel. It took me a minute to be able to extradite myself from the situation. So by the time I scooped up the dog, the bagel, then this guy was still yelling at me for a couple of minutes now. And he was getting more and more agitated, even though I was trying to calm him down and saying, I don't have a problem with you. I don't have a problem with you. And he grabbed me by my arms and he spat in my face. It landed on my forehead. It was so upsetting And before then, I had never really had any issues or any problems with homeless people who are around me. I mean, it's just kind of sadly a part of living in New York and it's not their fault, right? It's the downfall of our infrastructure and being able to help a lot of these people who have either addiction challenges or have mental health issues and they need our help more than anyone else, but they're just, you know, completely ignored by society. So since that happened though, I've really been scared. You know, I have felt like, well, I don't know if someone's going to be unpredictable because a lot of times the, there are folks who are clearly, on some sort of drugs and they're just screaming on the street, you know, screaming at whomever. And so I haven't really felt super comfortable recently in my neighborhood, especially because there have been a couple of times when I've been trying to leave my apartment building and there's someone sitting on the stoop and I don't want to open the door on them because they're sleeping and I don't know if they're going to wake up and be agitated. And so it's been a little stressful because a couple of times I've had to take Grover out and Dev hasn't been home. He's been out of town and I haven't really known what to do. So I've just gone back into my apartment to wait until they leave. And I met my husband for breakfast today after a doctor's appointment. And he actually had a really great experience with someone. So he was leaving the building to walk our dog and to meet me for breakfast. And there was a guy who is sleeping on our stoop. And it's someone we've seen around a lot who is definitely homeless and definitely a drug user. And, you know, Dev opened the door and he said, no, I'm sorry, excuse me. And the guy was so nice and polite. And the guy went on to just tell Dev how much he loved dogs. And he started petting Grover, giving him a little massage. He took the sleep out of his eyes, you know, the little chunks that accumulate when a, a dog has been sleeping, you know, the little gooey things. And then he was just, Grover was loving it. They had this amazing connection. And the guy said, you know, can I show you something? And Dev said, yeah, definitely. And the guy pulled up his sleeve and he showed them a tattoo, showed my husband a tattoo of a dog on his arm. And he said, you know, this is my dog. I had him for 14 years and I was so sad when he passed away. And can I share with you some things that are really helpful in having a long life for a dog. So my husband said, Yeah, of course. And he said, You know, don't feed him grain, don't feed him chicken. You know, they feed chickens such terrible stuff. So you don't want that going into your dog. We wound up having this beautiful conversation. And my husband was telling me about it. And I started to tear up over breakfast because I feel like I've been so scared and put up so many walls that I've stopped seeing these people who essentially live in my neighborhood. They're, you know, they may not have an apartment, but they do live in my neighborhood. They're my neighbors. And I've stopped viewing them as human. And I've stopped being curious, being friendly, reaching my arm out. And I told my husband that. And he said, you know what? Everyone wants the same thing. We are all the same. We all want to be loved. We all want to feel safe. We all want to be seen. And it really resonated with me because I haven't been providing any of that. If anything, I've been doing the opposite. And my husband has, you know, he always stops. And if there's someone who he sees repeatedly on the street who asks him for money he gets to know them and he asks them, he's like, what's your name? And then whenever he sees them, he says hi to them. And he really creates a neighborly bond. And I've just been doing the opposite of that. You know, I like cross the street to walk on the other side of the street. When I see someone who's homeless, I don't ever stop to engage, even if I see the same person over and over again. And I know that they're not a violent person. And so that was just a really beautiful awakening, this idea that Everyone just wants to be loved and everyone just wants to be seen. And we are all humans just going through the same things in life, but some of us have just happened to have a better lot in life to been luckier than others. That's my big takeaway. And it only leaves us about 10 minutes to talk about the actual meat and potatoes of this episode, but I think that's honestly all that we need today today. What we'll be talking about is the idea of creating daily magic. (laughs) And what I mean by that is getting yourself into the right intentional habits and practices on a daily basis, even if it's only for five, 15, 30 minutes a day that allow for magic surprises and wondrous occurrences to come into your life. I wanted to start off by reading a quote from Octavia Butler that my friend sent this morning. So beautiful, my friend Tessa sent this. And it goes, first, forget inspiration. Habit is more dependable. Habit will sustain you whether you're inspired or not. Habit will help you finish and polish your stories. Inspiration won't. Habit is persistence in practice. And what I like about this is is that it really refutes this idea that genius is bestowed upon us, and that there is a lightning bolt strike of inspiration that flashes in, and then suddenly you have all the words to a song that you wanted to write, or you're so clear about, you know, the thesis of the book that you're writing, the title comes to you, and then it all flows out of you. And while I definitely agree that inspiration and creativity are some things that flow through us, right? They're not innate to us as people, but rather they are divinely gifted to us. I also believe that they happen when you just literally show up every day and make yourself available to the muses that be. We've all heard this before, right? It's this idea that the harder you work, the luckier you get. Or that effort and hard work every day puts you in a position where good luck can find you, where magic can be received. And that the idea is that, you know, magic, manifestation, your dreams, they can't actually happen no matter how lucky you are unless you show up and put some perspiration behind that inspiration. And I think that the that quote is like, success is 99% perspiration, 1% inspiration. I don't know if that is actually true, but I do believe that we create our own luck. We generate more magic when we show up every day and create a habit out of that. So recently, as I mentioned, after a very, very long hiatus from writing several months long i have decided recently to start doing more of it every single day so every day i give myself an opportunity for magic to happen and that is either through writing so i'll sit down and work on my book proposal and my book or i'll read something and that can mean reading a book on writing it also mean reading the new yorker which has nothing to do with the project that i'm doing can mean buying books that i'm interested in can be picking up a piece of fiction that is completely unrelated to my work but as long as i am allowing my creative muscle to blossom and to get a little bit of a daily workout then i feel really good about that i have a whiteboard in my office and every week i put a theme of the week and this week's theme is a question and an answer so the theme says can i accept this and the answer is yes i can accept this and i talked about this on last week's podcast episode where i'm all about embracing that what is meant to be is meant to be and that i can accept anything that happens in my life even if it's not what i wanted or not what i expected and learn to see the beauty in that and to find gratitude for whatever is unfolding, even if it's not what I had anticipated or what I had planned. And then the second part of what I write on my whiteboard is I have four things that I need to do every day. And I put a check mark next to them. If I did them, the first one is exercise. And to me, that can even mean just going on a 20 minute city bike ride for my doctor's office and back. Can mean 15 minutes of yoga, can mean a proper 30 or 45 minute run, whatever it is, but as long as I'm intentionally moving my body, then I feel great about that. No matter how much sweat I produce or how many calories I burn, as long as I was moving my body, I feel pretty good about it. The second piece of what is on my four part daily checklist is vitamins. Pretty straightforward. I've been taking a lot of vitamins these days and just a good reminder. The third thing is writing in my platform. So every day I do something creative or generative that goes towards the bucket of writing. And as I mentioned, it can be as unrelated as reading a pulpy, beachy summer read, or it can be as related as actually sitting down and working on my book proposal. But regardless, I make an effort to do something, even if it's just for five, 10 minutes, that puts me closer in that direction of being in that writerly creative spirit where magic can happen. So those are the first three. And then the final one, which I think is so important is I make sure to have some rest, relaxation, and fun every day. And this totally changes my mindset. Like last Thursday, I had a client cancel. So instead of having half an hour free, I wound up having two hours free before my next meeting. So I went uptown with my husband and we bought him a tux to go to a wedding and then we made a whole day out of it. You know, We went to a street cart, we got hot dogs, we walked around, we talked, and it was in the middle of the day. It was just so fun and I normally wouldn't have done it, but I had on my to-do list that I need to have rest, relaxation and fun every day. And so also when I have the urge to go for a long relaxing walk or to zone out and watch Netflix, then I tell myself, great, I'm fulfilling my need here for rest, relaxation, and fun. And so by making the writing piece a daily habit, it's created so much. I feel like I'm constantly thinking about changes I can make. I'm constantly picking up inspiration from conversations and from the world. So it can be as simple as something that a friend mentions off the cuff or it can be something that I read in a book that's really meaningful to me. But regardless, I feel like this exercise of doing this every single day for a while now, for even just a couple weeks, has meant that I am just living in this constant zone of being inspired. I am always inspired because I have this daily practice of asking for that inspiration. It's a daily practice of putting my arms out, turning my hands up and saying, universe, how do you want to inspire me? What do you want to give me today? What do you want me to write? And when that happens, it spills out. And the inspiration is not just flowing during my daily writing practice, but it's actually coming in all throughout the day through so many different channels that I never could have expected. It really feels like magic is happening with this writing project And it's all come from setting the intention and the habit of allowing for that potential of magic to happen every day. It's about me sitting down with a book or with my writing and creating space and creating an intentional ask that i be inspired and moved. So how can you create a daily habit of magic for yourself? And I think everyone's is going to look really different here. But the biggest thing to know is that it shouldn't feel like a chore. It shouldn't feel like a pain. It shouldn't feel like something that you have to do because you're trying to create a daily habit of magic in your life and you want to manifest and you want beautiful, inspiring things to come your way. Rather, it should feel like something that's a treat, something exciting and fun, something that works in the way that you like to work. Something that is purely individually tailored to what makes you feel very happy and in the flow. For me, it is being up in the morning, not because, you know, I feel this pressure to be effective and be efficient, be productive and wake up early, but rather because I like the quiet. I like the time to myself. And previously, last week when I was out of town for a few days, I would go on a hike every single morning with Grover. We would go for like a 60 to 90 minute hike. And I would come home and start writing. Then I wouldn't have any of my coaching sessions or my appointments until that afternoon. So that's fun to me. What is fun to you? How can you create this daily habit for yourself and then also be flexible as it needs to change. So I can give you some suggestions. I think Something that people love to do is what was popularized in the artist's way and it's called morning pages. Essentially, it's just writing in stream of consciousness for 30 minutes every day in the morning and that helps to get everything off of your mind that has been simmering there. Another suggestion is this really cool technique that one of my clients told me about where she sets a timer for literally just 15 minutes and then she does as much as she can creatively in the direction of whatever project for just 15 minutes. And then when the timer goes off, she goes back to what she was doing before. And sometimes when the timer goes off, she'll still wanna keep going after that 15 minutes, but it was really just that time pressure of getting started and also having the heat off of you by knowing that it's only 15 minutes that you have to be dedicated and focused to that effort. So try that out. So start small. Start with something that is easy and obtainable. And then work your way up. I think one of the biggest reasons why any sort of daily habit doesn't actually get set in stone is because we're overly ambitious. I think we like to see really audacious, beautiful, bold, exciting, courageous goals, but it's just too much of a 180 from our day-to-day lives already. And so I really believe that smart, obtainable realistic, accountable goals are so much more valuable than sort of that pie in the sky. I'm going to go for gold, go for broke type situation where, yeah, do people sometimes achieve those audacious goals? Definitely. But do most people not and then fail or do they, and then also burn themselves out in the process? And so what I'm trying to do here with my daily habit is to definitely push myself right to be in a more of a regular cadence of creation and expression than I normally am. But I also don't want to burn myself out because the number one way to step out of your creative zone is to burn yourself out, to feel exhausted, to feel overworked, to feel like you haven't had enough rest because the energies of rest and play are exactly identical to the energy of creativity. So I'm here to tell you right now that if you have been in a rut, if you haven't been feeling as creative as you used to, then now is the time to step into it. We're here at the Lionsgate portal. For the next several weeks, this portal is going to allow each and every one of us to step closer and closer and closer to making our dreams reality. Everything is going to line up if you allow yourself to be lined up as well. So dream big, work consistently, and know that you can achieve absolutely anything that you put your mind to. So don't be the person who says no to you first. Wait till you have other no's, right? Don't try to pre-censor yourself as you're making these incredible creations that you guys will all be delving into. So that is it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for all the comments on Instagram. I apologize. I'm a little bit behind. So if you have DM'd me in the past, maybe seven to 10 days, I'm so sorry. I haven't responded back to you. I have been thick in this work and it's been really consuming me all this writing. It's been so fun and so exciting and I feel so wrapped up, but it feels really hard to be on Instagram while also writing long form right now on a computer, not on a social media app. Um, so thank you guys for listening. And as always, I want to remind you to listen to yourself, to love yourself and to say yes to life so that life can say yes to you. Thank you. And don't forget to subscribe. So the podcast will come out on a different day next week. It's a different day every week and please like and review the podcast because it helps other people to discover it. So you're doing a good thing for me and for other folks who are looking for a spiritually minded podcast by liking and leaving a comment. Thank you so much and see you guys next week.